Christianese Hot Topic. Oh, Barb. Barb, you just you Dan. just amaze me with your musicality. Dan. Yes. It's a hot topic. It is? Yeah. Wow, this is the second one I've screwed up. My gosh. Hold on, let me take that again. Hey everybody! It's a hot topic. Hot topic. We're just laughing because uh, the take that we're not going to use before this, I I couldn't remember what show we're doing. It's a hot topic, Dan. It's a hot topic. The, you know the reason I know we're it's gonna a- we're committed at the outset of this <laughs> to leaving it a hot topic. The reason I know it's a hot topic is because we heard the VO announcer saying what, Jared? <laughs> that's, that's good, man. I always think you've had a tracheotomy when you do that. I have, in fact. Um, yeah. What's our to- what's our topic today for hot? I'm topic? glad you asked what which topic is the hottest. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about cynicism. I've been thinking mm-hmm. about it a lot recently. You yeah. and I have admitted to each other yeah. our natural proclivity towards cynicism. One of our good friends, uh, I was, we were at church together last week and I was vomiting cynicism onto him and uh, <laughs> he turned to me and went like, hey, are you okay? Do you need to talk? <laughs> like maybe, maybe we should sit down and talk. And he was like, oh yeah, this is probably unhealthy. Um, so I have some thoughts on cynicism but I'd, yeah. I'd love to hear your perspective too. Yeah. Did a, a chapel message for our, our church staff yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of talking about endurance and cynicism, and was trying to think through like what is what is it that causes us to be cynical? Mm-hmm. Try this on for size. Okay, hold on. Let me get strap in the change, on me, this feedback. Let me get in the changing room. Hold on. Here okay. we go. Trying. All on. right, that's a large. That I like nice. the pants. They don't go with the shoes. <laughs> We're though. gonna hem those. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I think cynicism comes from from two big factors. One is. Uh, it's a pre-reaction. So we've had people that have burned us. We were sincere and earnest at some point. Mm-hmm. It did not go well for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we don't ever want to be caught that way again. Maybe someone who was cynical treated us you know, harshly because of our earnestness, and mm-hmm. now we've kind of jaded our heart. So we've pre-reacted to anything that would happen. But I think the other factor, this is certainly true for me, is some kind of presumed enlightenment where I think I'm actually more mature, more worldwise than the person who is earnest and sincere. Mm-hmm. Like we look at, from a Christian standpoint, we look at somebody who's new in the faith mm-hmm. and they're exuberant about every aspect of their faith, right? Mm-hmm. Like every devotion is the best devotion they've ever yeah. had. And every, did you read this book? And yeah. oh, yeah, that yeah. sermon touched my life yeah. so much. And we go, yeah, yeah. okay, all right. Okay. Hey, been there, done that. Hey, simmer down. So what you don't know is you're going to have periods of deep discouragement and depression spiritually. So <laughs> I can't wait till you get there. <laughs> yeah. Because that's maturity. Let me what just take a dump on yeah. your faith right now. Yeah, yeah. Like your your yeah. zeal to share the gospel with everybody. Yes. Yeah, that's hard. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and like it's just kind of this presumed enlightenment where I think I'm actually farther along because yeah. I'm jaded against the world. Yeah. And like we can admit we're broken people. We're surrounded by broken people. They're, they're, the sin permeates relationships and interactions. So yes. people really do hurt us. But as I consider my own cynicism, I think it's that fearful pre-reaction and mm-hmm. that presumed enlightenment, which are both <laughs> yeah. wicked, super douchey, and unhelpful, and have nothing to do with the gospel. Agreed. Agreed. And I, uh, I don't suffer from the, the, the first one you talked about, about kind of striking first before you end up looking dumb. I don't think that's usually my MO. Mine is being clever and being funny and making everything a joke, mm. and then the other part is that I'm smarter than everybody else. Like that, it'd be. I, I I think that's where mine comes from. A lot of mine comes from too the fact that 
I'm really guilty of this, always trying to get a laugh or always trying to be, hey, it was, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, that just, you and I have talked about, like, we know how to go in and kind of work a room sometimes and right. stuff. And it's just, for me, it comes from that because my humor, a lot of times, my go-to is to be cynical and sarcastic. So what do you think motivates that in your life? Even the, the wanting, I mean, certainly you love humor, right? And that's mm-hmm. a, a legit thing, but... Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm projecting myself onto you, and I don't want to do that because that's gross. What you do, but go ahead. Um, you know, in terms of making everything a joke, and, and sometimes yeah. an unwillingness to sit in the sincerity or the rawness of something without yeah, yeah, yeah. making a joke. What do you think motivates that in your life? Uh, b- being afraid of deeper connection sometimes, and being afraid of of that emotion, and also for me, it it comes down to narcissism. I think because it's like uh, I'm not going to get a, a good reaction, kind of be the center of attention if people aren't laughing at me or aren't paying attention to me. Hmm. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons that motivated me to want to be a performer is it's always like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah, uh, wanting to be the center of attention. So I think for me, that's where it it comes from, rather than just being able to be like, shut up. Like how many times you and I talked about this, and our wives are really good with this when we lead our small group right. at church. I am not good with taking a breath and having an uncomfortable silence for people to process. People have to process information. You can ask a question, facilitate a discussion, but you got to just sit back and shut up. I will two seconds, talking. then joke that they haven't responded. Yeah. Right. I keep talking, and it's like, I, 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 it's it's not a good thing. And our wives both are good with saying, "You talk too much. You need to shut up and right. let people yeah. process." My wife tells you that all the time. <laughs> Your wife constantly. That's <laughs> that was after uh, the first time she did that is when I hit her. <laughs> right, I struck well, her after well, that. There you go. I'm sorry. <sighs> I can't think of anything to say that won't get us an angry email. So I'm just going <laughs> to can I I'll, can I be very vulnerable? Here? Yes. I actually don't think I've ever told anybody this. Okay. So why not? Do it? Well, nobody's listening. Why so don't not worry. do it on a podcast? Yeah. Don't worry. It's just you, me, and your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. Um, I think a lot of it for me started when I would come back to the U.S. during the summers uh-huh. and was always like six months to two years behind where everybody else was uh-huh. and like would just make sincere comments or like would, would just try to be like a normal person. And I think the people I was around would make fun in Ohio would make fun of me. And it was like, you know what? I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm going to yeah. get out ahead of this and I'm going to be the most hyperbolic, the most angry, the most cynical, the most jaded person so that there's nothing you can say that'll shock me. And in fact, I'm going to be the one to shock you and get to you first. Um, that makes I, sense. I think that stuck with me ridiculously into my 30s. And like that has no place at home, no place as a father, no place as a husband, right. certainly no place as a pastor. And it becomes a habit, right? Because I know with me, like that's a constant battle. When we first started going to church, I told you this before we started taping, that... I made fun of things at church because my wife had said we need to be involved in the church. And I was like, eh, whatever. And so I went passively aggressively and I made fun of everything for two years mm. and thought I was smarter and knew more and and just whatever. And I wasn't going to hear it. And this person's phony and this person. And it's just like it, I had to really, God got a hold of my heart at one point and was like, you're completely out of control. You're arrogant. You're, you know. So let me ask you this because this is a hot topic and we don't want this to go on too long. But what are some good ways we can battle this from the gospel? How do we how do we battle things like this? Yeah, I've been thinking about this last week. I was thinking for me, I think for the the cause of my cynicism, what I need to take myself back to is the love that the Father has for me. Mm. Right? So if it's a pre-reaction to try to get ahead of the cynicism of others and, and um, not wanting to be hurt and I want to have my feelings hurt, um, 
what enables me to to open up <laughs> sounds like a Disney movie. What enables me to love again, Dan, <laughs> yeah. is the perfect love that I have from the Father. Yeah. So we just watched this movie, uh, Instant Family, which oh, is yeah. awesome, great movie. Oh man, so love great. Uh, there are curse words in there. If you can't handle curse words, then um, I didn't hear them. I just heard. You should probably because I had Jill do that every time there was she a bad word. She time. stood next to the yeah. TV and went. Boop, 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 boop. She should come to my house. Thank you. It'd just be one long. <laughs> yeah, especially when I'm fixing the lawnmower. Hey, hey, everybody. How you doing? Uh, what was it? <laughs> 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 just family. And there's that like kind of stereotypical scene where the foster teenage foster daughter comes in. She's really jaded and cynical. And eventually, because she sees the sincere love of these foster parents who become her adoptive parents, she learns to trust again, right? But I think there's really something to that. I think the reason there's so many of those stories in the world is because that's something that resonates with us. And I think that's part of of maturity and growth in Christianity is not that I become more cynical and more jaded and more guarded. It's that I actually, I become more sincere and more earnest and more open and less concerned about protecting myself from others because I have the love of the Father, right? So like right. I'm right. I'm free to love people and not have them reciprocate. I'm right. free to love people and be hurt by them because I don't right. need anything from people. I'm perfectly loved in the Father. That's like what makes That's great. marriage good is I, I'm free to sacrificially love my spouse because I don't need anything from her. Right. I'm satisfied in Christ. Right. That's not like, it's not natural. It's not intuitive. Yeah. It's something we have to fight for. But, yeah. you know, recognizing last week, like, wow, this cynicism is getting pretty bad. Burkholder, it's probably time to pull yourself out of this deep spiral that you're in. Yeah. I think to recognize, I need to rest in the love of the Father. Yeah. And and genuinely rest there. And, right. And not try to pre-react and not try to think that I know more than people do because I'm not, I'm not like that. I've moved beyond earnestness and sincerity to something far better, which yeah. is just hating everyone. Right. And, and so what if people make fun of us or whatever because, you know, and by right, his... I'm in my 30s now, right? I should right. be able to handle... And right. Also, nobody's making fun of me anymore. Right. 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 Like, well, if you <laughs> not that you might not face. to your face, <laughs> my face. hey, buddy. Right. No, but yeah, I agree. And also, take it back to the cross, man. It's just like look at look at what he took for our sins. Look yeah. at you know by his stripes we are healed. Right. And it's like if somebody makes fun of me, so what? Right. I have that's, belonging. Right. That that is transcendent. That transcends that. So pick up. That's part of picking up our cross every day, whatever that is. And in our case, it's being cynical and sarcastic. And I think that's that's huge. And you know, we're going through this great book right now uh, in our small group at class uh, that just again preaching the gospel, such a simple idea, but preaching the gospel to ourselves every day and having somebody like whoever this was in your life who said, "Hey, are you okay?" <laughs> but not in a not in a way that's like, Jared, we're yeah. not gonna, you know, like, right. but in no, a real way, like, like, hey. Are you okay? What's wrong with you? And that's one of the things that my wife is so great with. Is like I think that's uh, the other thing is being surrounded by, by accountability partners, if you will. But I mean, yes. people that you love in the church who love you, who get you, and having that circle be small of people you can be real with, so then they can really know what's going on. You're not just putting on the veneer all the time, and having right. a spouse too who's right. just like, "Hey, are you? Is that okay? You know?" And then having us be able to stop for a minute because my first go to is like, "What are you talking about?" And be defensive. Fine. Yeah, you're the one who's got a problem. Exactly, and be right. defensive, but yeah. being able to say, "Hold on a second, I need to really look at my heart." Yeah, and say, "Oh, what am I capable of?" And I think again that gets back to what as Christians, that's what we should be doing all the time, right? Is looking at ourselves constantly, yeah. every minute of every right. day, saying. What am I doing? Like, why have I left the gospel right. back on the shelf? Right? right? How do I bring the gospel with me into all the interactions and moments of the day? And we, we've talked in in recent podcasts about the need for the church to embrace that kind of transparency, yes. right? Yes. That we we welcome speaking into each other's life and having other people speak into our life, right? Um, 
Right. I, in fact, one of our pastors, Aaron, just a couple weeks ago, uh, had a great, great sermon about that. That yeah. we really, God has put people, even people we don't like, right. painful people, into our life, into our life, for the purpose of making us more like Christ. Right. And that's the beauty of the church. It's not just all the people I like who affirm me. Right. It's people who challenge me and push me. And even if it's somebody we don't like, even a broken clock is right twice a day. We don't right. have to like everybody, but we have to have to be willing to listen to everything and say, "Hey, wait a minute, is there a grain of truth to this? If so, I mean, we've had people." With this podcast, right. who have given us feedback that at first blush, I'm right. like, it makes me mad. I'm like, I want to push back. You don't know anything. I know. Yeah. But when I really think about it, I'm like, you know what? There's some things in there that I can investigate sure. myself. Yeah. And I have to be willing to say, you know what? Yeah, there's, I need to, I need to start looking at this, but that's not our, that's not our, that's not our go-to. It's really not. Our go-to is to deflect everything. Yeah. And yeah, and then project it back on other people, and do it in and a really mean, sarcastic way, and then burn their house down. Right? You know what I mean? Right. Um, Which we probably shouldn't have said that on air because now there is proof that you did that. There's not, Dan. I cleverly oh. concealed it. Okay, we can and yeah. we can cut this out. But you can check out my YouTube channel for uh, videos on how to burn houses down <laughs> without being found out. Yeah, no, I think that's a huge. I think whether it's cynicism, whether it's being uh, arrogant, what, whatever, whatever our vices are, and there are many that everybody has. We have to. I, I think we, if we're going to walk the walk here, we have to constantly be evaluating where we're at. How does it line up with our Christian life? How does it line up with what the gospel says? Who we should be, mm. and is there real transformation? Because the world is watching. It absolutely is. And, and how and many times for us, is that, our kids yeah. are watching? Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and our kids. I don't want my kid to grow up to be a cynic. And, and I want our kids to grow up seeing somebody living out their faith authentically right. who are battling real things but always get back to the gospel because we assume that just because our kids are raised in a Christian home, they're going to be Christians and everything. That's not, we know that God doesn't have any grandchildren, right? right? So we have to constantly, in addition to the world, but we count our kids in that. Our kids are part of the world and, and there is no guarantee that they're going to believe any of this unless A, God allows it. Right. Also, that it certainly doesn't help if they see a horrible example in front of them all the time. All the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, that's Dan, a hot topic. Taking a sharp left turn here. Yeah. What's, uh, what's going on in your life? What are you, what, Dan, what are you excited about? Well, right here's what I'm excited about. Tell me what you're excited about. Um, you know what's something I'm excited about? I have, you're a foster parent. I am. And um, I have talked to you and so many other people at church about fostering. And still, my wife and I are kind of going through the, the thought of maybe getting involved, actually, yeah. in some way doing that. I don't know if we're going to do that. I get a referral if you come with our agency, <laughs> <That's> so... <great. laughs> do you, what do you What do you get, coupons for, like, Little Caesars? Or what? Diapers. Oh, diapers. Okay, great. No, I would take coupons for Little Caesars. We had that Absolutely. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you, they put a lot of cheese on there. <laughs> I haven't gone to the bathroom in three days, but it was delicious. <laughs> Did you have extra mosbestos? I had the extra most bestest, and I had some crazy bread, and it's crazy. Well, it's good. Oh, here's the mistake I made last time I went in there. Instead of ordering the extra most bestest, I got the extra asbestos, <laughs> and it's stay away from that one because I'm still paying the price. It's flame retardant. It's like Chernobyl but, inside my gut right, right now. It's horrible. The reactor is blown, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know. All right? I heard the crinkling, and now I know that that's the diaper you're wearing. If you put a Geiger counter anywhere near my bowels right now, It'll be off the charts. Off the charts. Off the charts. I don't know why we did that. Sorry. Foster care. Foster care. So I've. It's been on my heart. You preached something. Uh, it's probably six months ago now, where you talked about looking forward in our lives and what are we gonna, as we get older in our life, what are we going to do? What? How are we going to use our gifts? 
instead of retiring and just say, I'm going to go on the beach and hang out. You remember that right. message yep. you gave? And it, it convicted me because I've had this thought, you know, I do all kinds of really things that are so cool if you're a grown man, like playing with puppets. <laughs> And but but I do they're it. dolls, Dan. Exactly, they're dolls, dollies. That makes it a lot better, doesn't it? But I enjoy it so much, and I'm like, how can I use that for the kingdom and for other people's good? And it's it just struck me all of a sudden when you were preaching that time. I was like, I want to put a show together for foster kids that would give them. 20 minutes, 30 minutes of just fun and happiness that I could do everywhere for mm. them, not charge anything, just do it yeah. because A, I love it and I get more out of it than they'll probably ever get out of it, but B, it's something for the kingdom, the widows and the orphans, right? And right. I just, I keep getting back. I talk to you, it's I talk religion, to Tim, yeah. I talk to all these people and it just keeps coming back. And I'm so I put, I'm putting together a show right now because one of That's our awesome. guests, Dan Broyles, hooked me up with a, a really great organization out here, and we're going to start trying to... We're going to do a show in September, and then we're going to start trying to do a date night once a month for foster parents to go out and have a date and drop their kids off, and I'm going to do a show for them. So... That's so cool. I'm excited. So we're putting... I'm putting that show together right now. I'm starting to rehearse it and write it and get it together, and I'm really stoked. Is that so stupid of me? But I'm like... Oh, that's awesome. I'm really excited. Yeah. So that's something I'm excited about. Giddy up. Is it going to be pretty blue, the show? It's, yeah, it is. There's a lot of, I'm doing some of Louis C.K.'s really old material. Because I think for (laughs) kids, they'll get more than you assume that they'll get. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's horrible! Please don't call. Don't, yeah, DCFH. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's good. And that's uh, awesome. uh, yeah, I, I'm, I just I show. I think I showed you a picture of the new character I'm ordering. Yeah. Floyd. Yeah, he's a superhero. He think yeah. Super Floyd. He's Super Floyd. Yeah, he used to be a dentist, going through a midlife crisis. Now he's a superhero because kids <laughs> like superheroes. Too. I, when, when you told me about that, just the backstory had me laughing. <laughs> that he used to be a dentist. Yeah, I'm going to introduce him as a dentist when I pull him out of the case. He's dressed like a, a bad superhero, and the whole time he's just like won't even tell me why. He's like, as you described it, like, can we just bring him around in normal life? Because <laughs> I want to hang out with this guy. Yeah. How about you? What are you excited about? You know, I get a couple of days coming up uh, just to be with the family. Good. Uh, on the way out the door, my son asked me. Dad, are you going to stay here today? You, me, mom, and, and Selah? And like, no, but I, I got to go to work. Oh um, so I'm excited to have a few days. That's so great. Last night, it's just been, for Southern California, it's yeah. been insanely nice. Has been, hasn't it? So like we put a blanket out in the lawn last night and yeah. we're reading books together after dinner. And yeah. I just love those moments where like things slow down yeah. and you're not worried about email queue or to-do list. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're just, just having a moment together. Absolutely. And I think... Um, even given kind of the, some of the infertility stuff we've walked through, I still have these moments where like, I just can't believe I have kids. Yeah. I can't believe yeah. Andy's my kid. Yeah. And that like we get to spend the rest of life together. It's just, it's overwhelmingly cool. It so is. It, it is amazing. Together. And it's amazing to see. Yeah. He's such a good, he's such a good boy too. But like, yeah, like you said, it's, and it's also from a Christian perspective, it's such a great picture of like, we talked about how to battle our cynicism looking, looking to the father and to look at how you're a father to this right. this kid that yeah. you would it's just amazing you would never have known right. that you were going to know Andy yeah right and and just it's such a great picture of uh, of of our faith and and a church because Andy doesn't look like you right and Andy He's much handsomer but he, exactly but he's but there is something about it's so right when I see you and Janelle and I see you guys together with him it's like oh this couldn't you couldn't have picked you no, couldn't draw this and perfect. create it better yeah. I mean it's just like yeah it's really yeah that's that's cool and it's great that you that you realize that because I think too often we are guilty of walking through our lives and not looking at those little things and being like holy and not just from I feel like I need to feel this way but it's just like yeah right. it, let it wash over us yeah. and take just a minute. Enjoy it. 
You're like, holy Moses, this is amazing. Holy Moses. Hey, everybody, how'd you like that? How'd you like that one? That's how I do exclamations as a Christian. <laughs> holy Moses, <laughs> golly. Cheese and crackers. Gee wow. willikers. <laughs> exclamation point. You can look for our new book and website, Christian Swear Words, how to, uh, how to have hyperbole without actually swearing. Yep, and I just pulled out the, uh, I pulled out the cord, but that's okay. We're still rolling? Oh, let me get that. Hold on. Hold on, it's my cell phone. Hold on. Just kidding. It's just a sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, living in 2019 is amazing. Woo-hoo! The technology we have now where we can fake cell phone noses. Cell phones. <laughs> cell phones. A lady. <laughs> uh, we are Christianese. Please send us an email at blessingfieldhosts at gmail.com. Blessingfieldhosts at what, Jared? Gmail.com. Give us a review on Apple. Give us five stars. Give us ten stars. Literally send us a box of stars. But don't give us Ken stars, because Jared's a liberal, and he will really have an adverse reaction to that. <laughs> did you just reference the former special counsel, Ken I Star? Did. Ken I Star? did. Let's send it way back. We just lost all the millennials, but that's okay. <laughs> I'd like to play to the room. Oh. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thanks so much. Hot Topic. Bye-bye. Hot Topic.